So, Michelle. So, David. There's a brand new TV show on and everyone's talking about it. Okay. Um, Beauty and the Geek. Correct. That's right. <laughs> and there, there are so many spies in Beauty and the Geek. No, I'm not talking about yeah, Beauty yeah. and the Geek. I'm talking about this show on Channel 10 yes. called Hunted. Oh, yes. I really enjoy the show and it's actually rating very well. I think it's, people it's, are excited about it's it. It's rating its tits off. Maybe you and I should do it. I, oh, God, yes, yes. We Channel should 10, get on Hunted. You need to put us on because we will mess your boys Except, up. Except, see, you're very good with the spy stuff. I can actually run. <laughs> yeah, at the moment I've actually got a knee brace on. I'd be like that woman that they arrested. I've got to tell you, the thing that really cracked me up about it was, yep. you know, they've got their command centre. What is it? Hunter Central or whatever yes, they call it. Yes. I, I did watch an episode because someone on Twitter, Minerva, uh, yep. on Twitter, at I Spy Podcast, if you're looking for us, uh, yep. sent me a message going, you must be watching this for the bad acting and terrible tradecraft, to which I replied, if I wanted to yell at the television, I'd keep watching the rugby. Um, <laughs> but then I thought, hang on, do the right thing. Give it a Give it give a, it look. a go. Give, give it a go. Look. And the thing is, I watched it, and when they captured the woman who was wearing a knee brace sitting in her old like pensioner mate's place in yeah. Watts Hill, and you, it cuts back to Hunter Central, and they're all like, yeah, and hugging each other and high-fiving. And I just like went, you captured a woman who... Walk. I mean, how proud do you need I to know, be? I know, they're and, so proud. And by the way, there's another 16 people still out there and you don't know where they are. So, look, I wanted to look at Hunted because, yes. and also talk about why it's ratings really well, but I also want to talk about the flip side of that and how difficult it can be in some countries to get away yeah. with anything. I bet. You're listening to I Spy, the bug out plan of Australian intelligence. All right, I need you to put on this moustache, Michelle. Okay. Um, I'm going to dye my hair green because no one would look at you if you're going no, green. No, no, no. I I, I now, as we go into the train station, okay. make mm-hmm. as much noise as possible okay. because of the whole idea of he's being obvious, no okay. one's going to That's it. Great. No, why are you doing that scene from Psycho? The shower scene is not what we do at a train oh, station. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Hello and welcome to I Spy. My name is Michelle Stevenson. I'm here with David Kellen. And I have to say, I'm I'm a little bit a little bit slow today. I've just come off the back of um, three days of splendor um, in the mud. Your ankles, the sk- <laughs> your, the skin on your ankles is so beautiful. It's I like know. I had a mud. I had pack. a mud bath the whole time. Look, I got to say, it was a really really good time. It was great to see music, Australian music, international music, just music in general. Back, I had the best time. You were camping but, as well. Yes, of course I camped. I'm like, I am the one who's like all in. Yeah, yeah. I go all in. My wife is an all in camper as well. Her idea of camping is a water side brewery at in Bora Bora that, with a butler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But I do have to say I'm losing my voice as usual <laughs> and um, also my brain cells, I've got fewer, fewer of them. So, we'll see how we go. Oh, so, so there was a little bit of uh, <laughs> a little bit of celebrating while we were there. Yeah, yeah, we celebrated quite a bit. Quite a bit. All right. So, look, um, Hunted. Yes. Let's be perfectly honest, uh, and there's been a lot of articles about this in the paper, but it's not very realistic. Uh, right. Well, yeah, I figured it wasn't. Um, I did watch a bit of it. I mean, I love the bit. There was the guy dressed as a priest and, <laughs> and the girl dressed as a nun walking the dog with a frisbee because no one's going to notice us yet, but there's a cameraman with them. That's right. the bit I don't understand. You're walking around with a camera. Yeah. 
Now, it's based on a UK program, Hunted, yep. right? But the UK one is different because the UK has got this huge CCTV network, right? Yep. There, there is a lot of public surveillance going on. Mm. And I've seen it and I kind of think that maybe they've done a deal with the public surveillance systems to be able to access it until I then watched Hunted here in Australia where we don't have that big mm. a public surveillance. We've got one, but it's not as big until I realised there's no way that that footage coming out of that bank would look that good. Yep. One, it would be black and white. Two, it would be very grainy. Three, it's... It just wouldn't look that good until you realise basically the cameraman stands there with a GoPro on a selfie stick and puts it in front of the bank. Uh, then he beams it back to headquarters. Right. right. So they're trying to recreate what it would be like to live in a surveillance state. What's interesting about it as well is there's got to be limits on what they can do to get away. Yep. Right. They've, they've got to be restricted because, man- <laughs> I remember they had a thing in Canberra way back in. You may remember this. They used to do, it was Hunt the Celebrity type thing. Right, the, no. The celebrities had an hour to go on the run. Yep. And then if you spotted them and caught them, you won a prize. Oh. Right. Two radio hosts from 2 C in Canberra. <laughs> God bless them. And the further they got away, the more money they would make for their charity. Right. Well, these guys were never allowed to do it again because they were arrested in Los Angeles. What? They got off the plane in Los Angeles without a visa. So the Americans turned around and went, you have no- And this is back in the how day- did, we- How did they get on a plane they, they, they had an hour. They'd booked tickets. They knew it was going to happen. So they booked tickets, got on a plane at Canberra Airport, flew to Sydney Airport, and flew to LA where they got arrested. And of course, it made the ca- local news. Yeah. You know, radio DJs arrested in LA for basically <laughs> turning around and giving the middle finger to our competition. Amazing. Hilarious, right? So if you plan it, you can get away yeah, quite yeah, simply. Yeah. But I think like what one of the first who was caught, she was caught because she had- had previously planned it and then they trolled through all her phone yeah, details. right. That's the thing. Um, yep. What is your bug out plan? Do you have a bug out plan? What's a bug out plan? A bug out plan is everything goes tits up, you've yeah. got to get out, what are you going to do? I mean, I could go bush. I could easily like camp and live off the land. No, no matter how muddy it gets. No, uh, no. I like. I mean, I tested I tested myself out at Splendour and boy, yeah. could I live off the land. Yeah, <laughs> I don't need do- to eat for three days. Yeah, you should be doing alone. That one where they just leave them in the- I know, alone is great. But look, I am actually a prolific outdoors person. Yeah. So I think that I would be quite comfortable. I'd just go bush. Yeah, that's it. Now, I wouldn't. I've got an airdrop into the Atlas Mountains. Um, and if anyone can actually tell us where that uh, reference comes from, it comes from a movie. If you can, the first person to send the correct answer to at Ice by Podcast will get a prize. I don't know. What, what, like, what's the prize? Like, we have a prize coming. Actually, we have books. We're going to get a book. We'll steal some stuff from the Tutor Advocate. That'll, yeah, that'll yeah. be fine. I love we'll, it. We'll get right. your book. So, you know. I do have a bug out plan. Yep. And my bug out plan is for when the zombie apocalypse happens and it involves stealing a boat. So, right, you know, this is the Okay, thing. so just go straight out to sea. You just get the hell out of here. And mm. I, I also have a, a, several locations where I can make landfall that are safe and I can get to a point that's going to be protected from Great. zombies. Okay. Um, that's where <laughs> I my love that you've thought about that. But oh, yeah. yeah, you know, in my moments of darkness. Uh, so, look, the whole thing is well, the reason it's rating so well, mm. no matter the fact that it's a bit dodgy, right? The, yeah, you know, of the, the, the techniques and the technical side of it. Yep. We sit there and go, oh my God, what would I do in this situation? 100%. How would I get out of Melbourne? <laughs> Which most people think when they go to Melbourne. No, I didn't. That's a joke. <laughs> I love Melbourne. I love Melbourne. I really It is don't. actually like as soon as I land, I'm like, how do I get my yeah. way out of here? How do I get back to Sydney? <laughs> I, I mean, it takes an hour to get to the airport. So you yeah, got pl- you got a plan. <laughs> yeah. Look, if you're trying to get to the airport in Melbourne, you're going to get caught. You really have to plan. <laughs> yeah. See, one thing that I was really surprised at is nobody had a motor vehicle or a, like a motorbike, two motorbikes or something, just 
secreted somewhere so they little, can little dirt bike. boom and go. Well, I think that's the thing. You've got to like – I don't know how much of it you can plan ahead. If you could plan ahead, I would have a drop box with a tent and some protein bars. Oh, I'd have a shotgun and I'd have a sword. <laughs> there is no there is no zombies coming. <laughs> Anyone chasing me is a zombie and dies. Right. So okay. now the thing is, in Australia, I mean, there are examples. There was that terrible, the, the rape and murder of that young comedian in Melbourne and the way they mm. actually identified the murderer yep. was they had CCTV footage from an op shop. So right. the camera was pointing at the door, but it runs 24 hours yep. and they had footage of her walking past and then footage of him walking past. Yeah. And that was, they went, hang on, who's that guy? He's involved. Right. Yeah, and th- like that's how they caught the guy who also went after Jill Ma, who also in Melbourne, another yeah. another woman who was raped and murdered. And I think CCTV really kind of comes into play here. Oh, and it's look, there's nothing wrong with CCTV as long as it's not being abused. Yes. Now, if you want a case of abuse, and this this <laughs> came from a drink I had the other day yeah. with a friend of mine who just had to have one of his mates from the UK, yep. and we started talking about China. China have now got in their country – they're trialling it at the moment and it's it's gaining ground. Yep. It's basically a social credit system, mm. right? So in the city of Rongchen, they're using facial recognition software combined with data mining, yep. CCTV footage yep. and AI. Right. right. So they're letting AIs run this. Now, basically what happens is the social credit system is being run in a city called Rongchen. Right. Now, in Rongchen, you start with 1,000 points. Okay. Everyone's got 1,000 points. Okay. You do something good, so you donate blood. You get extra points. Okay. Right? If you teach the children in your neighbourhood, you get extra points. Right? This is the one I like. If you loan your basement for people to sing revolutionary songs in, you get extra points. Right? So, this is a way of building social credit. I mean, this is kind of cool. I mean, if you're competitive, you would love this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's the thing. You're rude to a shop owner- Oh. You lose points. I mean, but that's also like, what if you're not really rude and they just think you're being rude? Uh, hey, we get onto that. Yeah. Here becomes the problem. If you if you jaywalk or you run a red light, oh. you lose points. Yeah, I'd be losing points all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was sort of went, oh, I've gained points. Oh, I've gained points. Yes, oh. I've lent my room for people to sing revolutionary songs. I've gained points. <laughs> I teach children I'm points. Like, is like, when your points get really low, you're like, who wants to sing revolutionary <laughs> songs in my basement? Yeah. Come on, guys. Get together. <laughs> Let's all go. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Anyway, the thing about it is once the social credits start to drop, mm. your social credit rating starts to drop, yeah. you start losing access. Ooh. Now, the things you lose access to- So, it to, makes it harder. Well, there are reports that over a million people- over So, this the last, is a real thing. It's a real thing. Okay. You know, you, everyone you, goes- you, The Chinese mm. are funny. Yeah, but it's everyone goes, oh, Black Mirror. Uh, Black Mirror- uh, I mean, bla- yeah, yeah. Black yeah. Mirror is a thing. Yeah, Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah, the the yeah. TV show Black Mirror yeah, yeah, had yeah, an no, episode about social credit. Yes. It was actually one of the ones they put a huge budget into because they went, hang on, this is actually going on. Let's do something about yeah. it. But it was all about how social media did it. This is actually AI's facial recognition software and CCTV footage with data mining, and it's doing it all. I'm so afraid right, right. now. Over the last few years, mm. over a million people have been denied access to flights and fast train wow. tickets. Their internet has been slowed. Oh, my gosh. Um, the other thing that's really important in this is WeChat. Yes. Now, WeChat, here's the interesting thing about WeChat. It started out as just a messaging system, like WhatsApp, but then it became- But controlled by the government. But controlled by the government. (laughs) It also became an Uber, uh, a form of Uber. You can register your divorce papers with the court through WeChat. WeChat just just is doing all the things. Yeah. Now, the thing about that is, Mm -hmm. the other thing that WeChat is used for in China 
is financial transactions. Right. People don't use credit cards anymore. Yes, now, that's the, true. It, you, you, you load onto your WeChat. Yeah, you yes. load onto your WeChat. Like we use our phones. Yep. I've got one card on my phone and that's just for emergencies. You, it's so funny when someone asks me for a card and I'm like, I don't. everything I have is on my phone. Yep. I've got my license. I've got my credit card. Yep. I've got my debit card. Yep. It's so bizarre when someone requires a physical card and I'm like, what are you talking about? Yes. What? What? <laughs> Yeah, I have a chip in my wrist. Yeah. Oh, well, that's fine. But, like, I'll be okay with a chip. I'm like, yeah. I, the less stuff I have to carry around, the better. Exactly. That makes a total amount of sense. I get it entirely. Mm. Now, the thing with that is, is you are instantly putting every piece of information about you, every transaction you do, every person you speak to, yeah. onto a cloud, into a server. It, But it already was. Yes, right. But <laughs> there is a delay in the, it getting into the system okay. when you're using more physical cards. The other thing that's really interesting, and I always got this, and we spoke about it in our episode about, you know, what does my file say when people go, oh, my God, you know, I can't let Asia know about me. <laughs> yeah. and it's like, dude, you let the government know everything you've done with it's- your money at the end of every financial year. It's called a tax return. Yeah, everyone knows right. what's going on. But the thing is, we don't get judged on it. Right. So it actually- I would. <laughs> now, the way it started out, it's actually started, this started back in the late 80s, early 90s right. as a way of- creating financial credit for people in the rural area of China. So, we're talking about the Chinese credit system. The Chinese credit system, right? So, this all started back then. Now, it was based on a system that was started, get this, in 221 BC. I mean, there is no doubt. The Chinese are all about control. It's not just about control. They play a freaking long game, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Their games are like 2,000 years long. (laughs) Yeah. So, they've got a financial credit system running. Yep. That is meant to help the rural Chinese while there is this massive capital growth yep. in, in China. Yep. Right. To make sure that there wasn't a complete disconnect between the rich and the poor. Yep. What happened was in comes a young bloke by the name of Xi Jinping. And yeah. everyone went, My God, this guy's going to totally reform everything. He's really, really progressive and everything. Oh, yeah, he's totally progressive, but he's also totally regressive. So he's gone yeah. back to a totalitarian state like Mao, but he's also looking to the future going, Oh, facial recognition software. And mm. ooh, there's an AI over there that can process it's all of so this. It's so crazy because yeah. now it's he's just taking that kind of Maoist ideology and just beaming it into a new era. So yeah. technology is taking over and it's going to control the Chinese. Exactly. Now, as all of this technology, came online, as computers came online, internet came mm. online, all of these apps came online, everyone, like a lot of the sort of futurists were going, oh, this is going to free us all. No, no. it's not. It no. really is becoming a kind of 1984 thing. Now, in Australia, we don't have this issue. We don't have a form of social credit. We do have a form of credit rating. We, we're rated for credit uh, yes. financially. We also have a driving credit. Yep. Um, how many points have you lost? Um, look, you know what? I went my whole life, like my whole life without losing a single point. Mm-hmm. And then in the span of like three months, yep. I lost pretty much all of them. Yeah, exactly. But And all it was was I touched my mobile phone. That's six points right there. Yep. Just for touching it. Yep. Didn't use it, touched it, six points. I lost my license and had to go on that single license, provisionally license for 12 months. No, no, you loved it. Now, admittedly, yeah. uh, when you turn off South Dowling Street onto Cleveland Street yeah. and go past Sydney Girls and Sydney Boys High School, yeah. you're always going 80 kilometres out and then you turn around and it's 50 kilometres yeah. and if you go past 50, boom, it's a freaking speed camera. Yeah, there is. And I would, when you drive, and I go to camera quite a lot because my mum lives there and I like her, when you come back, you basically, the first traffic light you see when you after you leave Canberra is at South Dowling Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've been doing, you know, 110. Speeding through. Speeding through yep. until that point. Yep. And then suddenly and you've then got you to go to 50. 50. 
boom, I kept Done. getting pinged there. Done. So I'm down. I'm really low on points. And yep. then there was a drop-off point in front of the school and a little alleyway. Oh, that's what I was going to say. You know why, how I lost points? And this is a weird one. I know we're digressing right now. But when, right. when you go to drop, I went to drop my son off yep. at school and I had to get out of the car to walk him in yep. um, with his asthma medication uh-huh. and they pinged me uh-huh. and I lost points. Yep. And I was like, but my son, I'm walking him in. Nope, you, it's just a kiss and drop. And I'm like, how are you losing points? Yeah. For that. For that. Now, my wife complained because people kept pulling into the alley next door oh, to the school yeah, yeah. and then stopping in the middle of the alley during school drop-off. Yeah. So blocking everything, no yeah. one can move, and getting the kids out of the car and moving them in. And then so and she complained profusely until the school rang the police and said, Can you put someone down there to do this? Yeah. And then three days later, Everyone my wife pinged. no, my wife went down there <laughs> and, got and then my son dropped something getting out of the car. So she got out of the car to help him pick it up. And got pinged. My name is the first one on the registration. So when the fine came through, my wife just went, oh, we'll just pay that. Oh, and And didn't like transfer the points. So I got the letter saying- Mm. Uh, your license has now been cancelled. Yeah. So I rang uh, New South Wales Transport. I went, I didn't do it. And they went, yeah. too late, mate. It's yeah. been paid. It's you. You've yeah. been, By paying it, you've admitted it. And I went, no, I didn't even pay it. My wife paid the fine. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like- I mean, we, I mean, honestly, we could chat fines all day. Anyway. Uh, yeah, it was like press three for tough tits. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, shit. Don't worry, I went to court. <laughs> I, took, I took one of them to court because I was like trying to fight it. So the other thing is, so they started this system use, as a financial credit thing and then they realised they can use it for other stuff. Yeah. And they gave it to, it was actually first they went, hang on, this is a great way to check businesses. Yep. To make sure businesses behave themselves. So they gave it to a number of big corporations to utilise. One of them was a little thing called Didi Chujing. Okay. Yeah, or Didi, as we call it in oh, Australia. Oh, Didi. Yeah, right. What? So, so you know when you get into Uber and yeah. you've got your driver passenger rating. Yeah. Didi had that as well, but Didi it would actually then push it off to the government to go. Got to watch this guy. Oh. Yeah. The other thing is everybody. So Didi is Chinese. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Right. Uh, why now, would I know that? Be- because you should pay attention to everything. Don't you read the fine print? No. Well, to be honest, I don't use them because I can't be bothered. It's already too difficult to go between Terms and conditions apply. Right. I know. Um, I know. Who reads the terms and conditions? I do. Seriously? Yeah, but I get it as an audio book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to download this and listen for three hours. Yeah, well, you know, I've got nothing else to do. Um, Now, the interesting thing about this and what I really, really found fascinating, and again, this was from the conversation I had with my financier friend from the UK. Yeah. He was basically saying that in China, if you've got WeChat on your phone, Mm. we now know who you're talking to. Not just talking to, like if you meet up with two other people and they both got that same app on their phone, WeChat goes, okay- you're here. Mm. That person's there. That person's there. Okay, we know who you're talking to. Physically talking to. Yeah. Right. There was an. Uh, so you know what that sounds like to me? The COVID Safe app. Remember when the government wanted to introduce the COVID Safe app, yeah. and they were making us do it, and yeah. I was like, you know what? Unsubscribe. I'm not doing this because that means the government will have access to way too much information. Yeah. Never downloaded it. Uh, no, and either did I. My wife kept saying it keeps flattening the battery on my phone. And I went, yeah, because your Bluetooth is running hot yeah. the entire time. But also the government knows where you are, who you're with, all of that information, and they should not know that. Actually. 
Italy. Because Stuart Roberts was the minister in charge at the time, the government knew fuck all because it didn't work, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, It's the, wor- the worst appage that yeah. we spent money on. When it comes to yeah, appability, it's not appable at all, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Terrible app. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is a lot of people have started complaining that their stuff that they were sending out on WeChat was starting to be censored. Oh. Entire messages would go missing, wow. words would be changed, wow. stuff like that. And then it got down to a point where some people were discussing going to watch a poet, yeah. right? This is how revolutionary, you know, in a, you know, in Australia or America or England, mm-hmm. you get a punk rock band to complain about the thing. In China, it's a poet. Right? <laughs> so this poet was going to be doing poetry uh, mm-hmm. supporting the students in Hong Kong. Yep. These people never got to the poet because they were arrested on the way. Right. They were picked up and arrested for supporting a dissent. Yeah. Uh, it, so this is what's going on. This is how incredibly authoritarian, and this is beyond any other authoritarian yep. regime, regime yep. but they're actually using this as yep. a really interesting tool in self-policing because mm. they did a survey to say, well, how, how many people object to this? And a lot of people went, well, you know, I, actually it's probably a good thing that we, we keep an eye out for stuff like this. Yep. You can lose social points if your dog poos on the lawn of your neighbour. You can lose social points if you go for a walk with a dog without a leash. You can lose social points if your music is too loud on public See, transport. See, I, I mean, part of me likes the idea of this because I hate everyone. Boom. But, like, part of me is also like I would probably lose a shit ton of social points just breathing. <laughs> Not yet. Well, look, I, I, I'd probably be down to zero and <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't even be allowed to breathe, right? <laughs> It'd be like no, totally. no oxygen for you. No. You're no, but there is one that I really that if you really want to know how insidious this has become yeah. in China, yeah, in the cities of uh, Shenzhen and Shenyang, right. right, there are traffic lights. Next to the traffic yeah. lights are billboards. If you jaywalk at that traffic light, by the before you're halfway across the road. Your photo is on the billboard. <gasps> oh my gosh. Your name is on the oh billboard. Oh my gosh. And your identity number oh my gosh. is on the billboard, but censored, right? So it'll have some of the number. Really simple message. China from- is crazy. Really simple message from the government, though. What do you think that message is? Don't jaywalk. We know who you are yeah. and we know what you're doing. Right. Well, now that's a really, really scary thing. Well, to be honest, thing. like there's such an there's such an issue with jaywalking, mm. particularly in Chinatown in Sydney, that what they've done is they've put lights because people walk on, with their, their, on their phone. Yeah. They've put lights in the road. So like when you go when you step on, you can see if they're red or if yeah. it's green. On the yeah. road. First time I saw that? Yeah. Melbourne. Good oh. on you, Melbourne. Love you, Melbourne. Thank you. And I do. I do actually love Melbourne. I think it's great. Except you can't get out. I live there. Can't leave. But my wife doesn't want to leave the harbour. No. Anyway, no, the whole thing, like, that is a really good point because we're all looking at our phones mm. when we walk. And I, the number of times I want to, I do want to socially discredit people every time I'm walking along and they're just walking along and they're walking at me because they're looking at me. I know. That's so annoying. It's so annoying. It's like, look up. So, what, are, what about the countries that are kind of like a little easier? I mean, uh, sorry, that are really different. Difficult. Are there other countries that are really difficult to kind of? No one's this bad. No one. No. So China is the China. Worst. China is the benchmark. So you would never be able to. You would never be able to escape. <laughs> you you could try to be hunted and you would be found. Well, well I mean, literally, you jaywalk. They're going to bite. Well, it depends. Yeah. It's not. It's not completely across the country. There. It's been. They've literally gone. Let's see how it works in different cities. And the re- reaction they're getting is they're getting a positive response really? from most of the population because it's probably good that people learn not to do bad things. Right. So this is going to be something that's 
going to be China-wide. Highly likely. Considering it's Xi Jinping and the way he likes to control everything, yeah, it's highly likely that this will go, you know. But China has always had a massive thing about the control of population. Yes. I mean, that was empire after empire, dynasty after but dynasty. But what about other countries? Is there other countries that this would be? Look, the UK has an incredible CCTV footprint. Um, I know. I've been watching a, a really good show at the moment, Undeclared War, which yeah. we should talk about at some point. Yeah, I'd love to. It's really good. But you, know, you look at something like the UK, as someone said, you're not going to get away with anything in London. No, because London is like there is CCTV Everywhere. Everywhere, right? The interesting thing about that is just walk down the street in Sydney, mm. right? Walk down wherever you are, in whatever city you are, walk down the street and count the number of CCTV yeah. um, cameras there are. We did a – when we were doing I Spied in Adelaide, a friend of mine managed to pick up this thing. Basically, it was a, a television that, that could just pick up mm. wireless, wireless transfer, right? So, we're walking along – this was – I think it was pre-iPad. That's how old I am. Oh, my God. Um, so, we're walking along <laughs> with this little sort of like screen and we're just – he just went, we're just going to scan through the bandwidth. Yeah. And we're picking up CCTV after CCTV all the way through Rundle Mall. Right. And you suddenly went, this is a high traffic area. I said, what would happen if we went out to the suburbs? He went, be nothing, right? And this is the thing. It's like where there is a lot of traffic and a lot of people, you're going to put your CCTV. Yeah. And that's why as everybody in, in Hunted, let's get out to the country. There's no CCTV out there. Well, yeah, that's the only place you would really yeah, go. Yeah, that's what you expect. In China, that coverage is Broadening. It's getting further and further out. I think if you look at a country like Russia, probably not. I don't think it, it would invest in it that heavily. No, I would think it would, I think they're determined to control yeah. people by different means. Yeah, and the US, <laughs> you don't need CCTV footage because everyone's filming everything on their phone anyway. Right? <laughs> I know, it's so, so true. See, that's the other thing is it's kind of like a self-policing in the US or, you know, in a lot of countries at the moment because of social media and TikTok, and, yeah. which is Chinese, by the way, um, all of these different platforms. I know. By the way, if you have TikTok, I highly suggest you have it, have it on a burner phone. Just throwing it out there. Oh, really? Well, yeah, I know. I know people who um, I listen to this amazing podcast called Pivot. Um, it has Kara Swisher, who's really high up mm. journalist in like the tech sphere, and she has TikTok, but on a burner phone. That's smart. Yes, because she's like basically it's the Chinese government, and they've they're already proving it at the moment. Yeah. Right. So this is the thing. Like, mm. So that's the really the thing to keep in mind. Like, if you want to get away, there's a couple of things you've got to have. And there was a great example across the road, right? Yeah. Across the street from our place, there's a, a block of units. Yep. Uh, they're always, they're the most, they're, they're just, they're, they're all just trouble. Right? <laughs> but anyway, open the garage door because I've got to drop the boys down to a violin recital, or as I like to call it, an annual ritual killing of a cat. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, just, just, yeah. That was Terrible. a nightmare a couple of years. Anyway, garage door opens. There's a police car in front of my garage. Mm. I'm like, what? And then I look up the street and there are police cars in Everywhere. every driveway. Right. Got Finally got the story about it. What happened was in this block of units across the road from mm -hmm. our place, there was a dead body. Oh, what happened was this guy, a drug dealer, was living in the building. Yeah. One of his mates had gone around there with his girlfriend and thought, let's steal his stash. He's not home. Let's go <gasps> oh. in there and steal his stash and uh -oh. steal his cash. Yeah. They were in the unit about to steal everything and uh, there was a knock on the door. Yep. Right? Guy goes, quick, get up into the ceiling above the bathroom. So he puts the girlfriend up into Ooh. the ceiling above yep. the bathroom and then trying to climb up himself, slip, falls, hits his head on the sink, <gasps> oh. kills himself. Oh. Dead. Idiot. Right? Drug dealer walks in. Dead body in his bathroom, <laughs> grabs his stash, uh, grabs his money, goes. goes. Police come in like 10 hours later Yeah, because the front door is open and the neighbours say, the front door is open, we don't know what's going on. So the police come up and find a dead body. Yeah. Right? Where's the girlfriend? Did she just crawl over him? Still in the roof. 
Why? She was there for 24 hours because she was terrified. Aww. Right? Poor girl, terrified, finally comes out. Like, And the police, like we had police in the street for a week. That is week. crazy. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Great story. But what was really interesting about it was at one point, because this copper kept parking in front of my garage. Yeah, so anyway, you're like, come on, mate. You want a cup of coffee? Right? And he was yeah. like, oh. And I said, so what's, why are you here? Yeah. We're waiting for the, uh, the, we're waiting for the resident to return. Um, and I went, dude, he was a drug dealer. He went, yeah. I went. He's not coming, coming back, back, right? He would have cashed up and got the hell out of the country, yes. right? Now, that's the thing. If you've got a bug out, you're fine. But if you don't have a bug out, it's quite technical. Now, on the spy side of it, yeah. there's a couple of really good bug out stories. Okay. I really want to talk about them. One was a Burgess and McLean, yep. two of the Cambridge Five. So, Kim yep. Philby's mates, yep. right? When they realised something was going on, one was in Washington and Burgess was in Washington yep. and McLean was in London. Now, McLean was having a nervous breakdown. You know, the pressure of being a double agent is pretty awful. Mm. And Burgess was in Washington and Kim Philby actually contacted him and went, you got to get back to London and calm him mm. down because he's about to get blown. Right. Like, they're, they're onto him. They're yep. onto us. They know what's yep. going on. You've got to shut him up. So, what happens was Burgess went, okay, I've got to get back to London. Yeah. So, he got three speeding tickets in one afternoon and then was arrested for assaulting uh, police officer. So, but diplomatic immunity, the governor of Virginia turned around to the British ambassador and went, Get this asshole. Get this asshole out of our country. Yeah. Uh, to which they went, Send him back. Burgess met McLean in a gentleman's club mm. in London because they knew that was the only place that probably wasn't bugged and said, we've got to go. He went to dinner at uh, McLean's house for his birthday yeah. two days later. They got so drunk they nearly missed the ferry from Southampton to <laughs> yeah. Paris, yeah. Right, to France. They drove to Paris, caught a train to Vienna, Vienna to Moscow, never seen again. Well, see, that's kind of easy in Europe. Like in Australia, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. There's, it's, like it's, it's, there's not many options. I can swim to Bali. Like where um, can you, you can't really get off the island. TNG. You can. You can do it. But it's hard. No, not really. If you've got a boat. Right. Right. And you probably leave from somewhere like Cairns. Just yeah, yeah. Fishing boat. Now, the other- Or just a sailing boat. The other one was- And this is great. This is a guy by the name of George Blake. Yep. yep. George Blake was an MI6 officer yep. captured by the North Koreans, held for three years, and then released. Yeah. And he was MI6. What MI6 didn't realise is while he was there, the North Koreans turned him onto Marxism. And he oh. became a double agent. Oh. So he started working as a double agent yep. in MI6 for the North Koreans. Right. Then he went to Berlin. They posted him to Berlin. Hotbed. This is back in the late 50s, early 60s. Yeah. Posted him to Berlin and the KGB went, he used to work for the North Koreans. We should recruit him. Before they could do that, he walked up to them and went, I want to work with you. What, right. what what's wrong what's wrong with this guy? He just wanted was bored with just being British? No, he'd been turned. They like, literally the North Koreans had turned him to communism. To communism, right. right. So right. he was like he was all about it. He was watching Korean children getting bombed by American bombers yeah, and, okay. and he just so, yeah, yeah. he snapped, right? I hear. And also the pressure they put him in while yeah. he was in prison. So anyway, eventually he gets caught. Yeah. Right. The MI6 expose him, he gets caught, arrested, sent to prison for 42 years in Wormwood Scrubs, Oof. which is not a nice place. No. He managed to escape Ooh. using a ladder made out of knitting needles. <laughs> That's a visual. You wouldn't want to fall. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he knitted his way out. Yeah. Helped by a couple of inmates that had been released. They got yeah. him out, got into a car, broke his ankle on the way out, yeah. but got him into a car. Got him to the ferry. Yeah. Got him to Paris. Yes. Got him to Vienna. Got him to Moscow. Wow. Right. So all you need is knitting needles. Knitting needles and you're safe. Great. Yeah. Yeah.